Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors Vanessa Tyler and Mike Stevens to discuss the week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Mike and Vanessa, welcome back. It's been a couple months. How you been? It's been a while. Good, man. Yeah. Well, Vanessa, I got to hear from you. How's it, how's it been over there? Oh, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. Everything's great. The weather is amazing here in the New York City area. Good, and, good. Um, you know, I don't know how long this will last, but we're dealing with summer weather right now. Ugh. Okay. All right. Well, at least it's not freezing out there. So that's a great thing. That's right. All right. Well, let's get to the news. Um Another week, another mass shooting. This time, it's a disgruntled bank employee in Kentucky. Vanessa, you've been covering the story for the Black Information Network. Give us some details and some updates on this story. Yes, the last couple of days has been leading our newscast. Um, first of all, estimates are there have been about nearly 150 mass shootings so far this year mm-hmm. in our country. Uh, of course, you know, a mass shooting is defined as four or more shot. But getting to Old National Bank in Louisville, Kentucky... Um, that just adds to the death count. Five co-workers were killed by a young white man who reportedly was about to be fired. He went in, likely knowing the executives were in a board meeting of some sort. In fact, they were in a meeting with other executives at another branch who were on like a, a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting. And those co-workers actually saw their co-workers being shot. Whoa. Um, now, this is... 25-year-old shooter was reportedly having mental issues, Mm-mm. but nothing his mother says would indicate such carnage and death. And we hear her 911 call basically saying he's a good boy and he didn't have a gun. Ironically, he did. He had a rifle, um, AK. But um, the mother also apologized to the victims. Um, one bank executive, by the way, just as an aside, is the best friend of the governor's, uh, Governor Andy Bashir who was very emotional at many news conferences. 
And then as we speak right now, one of the officers who went in, those cops went right into the shooter. Now we're hearing more of that, where they're going directly in and not waiting as a result of a previous mass shooting, where the cops kind of waited around and kind of plotted and tried to figure it out. Uh, so they went right in and that resulted in a rookie being shot in the head who, at the, as we speak, is is fighting for his life. Okay. Mike, I want to get your thoughts. You know, I, I want to be careful how I say this, say this, because I don't want to be misunderstood. I have often thought that there are some legislators who see all these mass shootings, many of them in the black community and say, oh, we're not going to change gun laws. We're not going to have restrictions in, in my mind, as long as they're killing each other. Mm -hmm. But when it happens to them in, in, in schools where their kids go to a bank president, who's the friend of, a, of the governor, I mean, I wonder, is that what it takes? And I certainly don't wish anyone to be injured or, or, or killed in any shooting. And I'm, I'm, uh, again, I'm trying to say this carefully. I hope that it doesn't happen, but I'm wondering if they're able to dismiss it because it's happening to other people. It's just a thought. I don't know. It, does, does that make sense? What I'm saying to you? Yeah, it does. But you know what? I'm going to, cause I've, I've thought the same thought, right? But one of the things that wh where that theory broke down for me, at least is um, Sandy hook. When a gunman went into a school and shot up all the white children and no one did anything. So um, I get the outcry. I get I get all that sort of stuff. But in terms of actually moving the needle, you know, Sandy Hook, my little boy, who's now 17, he was maybe seven. So 10 years ago, maybe, maybe even more. So um, to me, it's it's more a, a function of capitalism. And, and, you know, when I go down that rabbit hole, I just see that there are people who want power and people who want money. And those things are often connected at several different key points in our political system. And so, um, you know, one hand washes the other and the rest of us out here have to deal with that. Unfortunately, you know, you can go to a, I was at a Walmart the other day and I was just kind of lingering in the Walmart, getting some food ready for Easter. Uh, we're doing some food shopping and I was like, uh, I don't really want to be here no more. And it's, just a Walmart, you know, but then of course yeah. it was fine, but just that, that, uh, that trauma, that fear that it's, eh, it's too many people yeah. here, man. This is, let me get even out of here. So. Mall, even going to the mall, you have to look, sure, you know, sure. over your shoulder for a loud noise. But I was going to say about, uh, the mass shootings. I just think that there's a criminal versus mental illness. And I always think that when the shooter is white, there is always the talk about mental illness. And when the shooter is black, there's always the criminality. I'll do, so, you, I'll do you one better. Hang on, hang on. I'll do you one better. Um, I think it might've been um, D.L. Hughley, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and, he, and he posted something on his social media and it was uh, two articles from the New York Post, I actually have them um, on my phone here. So one of the articles is probably from 2012, 2013. And uh, the headline reads, Trayvon Martin had traces of marijuana in system at time of death autopsy reveals, right? So this is Trayvon Martin, as we know, lost his life and the response to that unnecessary, unjustified killing of that boy 
uh, prompted the Black Lives Matter movement. That's the origin story for the Black Lives Matter movement in 2012. Now I'm going to read another article from the same publication, the New York Post. Louisville shooter Connor Sturgeon was star athlete but suffered multiple concussions. And obviously in the photographs that we're seeing here, Trayvon Martin has his beautiful melanated skin. And then uh, Connor Sturgeon is underneath his headline with a, dis a, a decisive lack of melanin. And what we see is the words are kind of humanizing and, and trying to absolutely uh, uh, garner empathy, I, I guess. Whereas the one with Trayvon Martin, they're trying to suggest that because he had traces of marijuana in his system, it's like they're, they're trying to create the association with a criminal element, right? And so this is this is exactly to your point, uh, Vanessa, that um, you know they, there's an unlimited free passes when the, when the shooter's white. And, and on top of that, the most frustrating thing in the world is um, the shooting that we saw in Tennessee the other day uh, at the school. Um, you know, and I, I always want to make it a point to say to our listeners that there's a difference between school shootings and mass shootings, but they both fall under mass shootings, right? At the school, when there was a um, the, the individual who carried out the uh, gruesome attack at a school was a trans person. And uh, in recent history, uh, as far as has been reported and made its way back to me, is that two of such attacks were carried out by folks who were trans and another person who identified as trans after the fact so that he wouldn't be convicted as a hate crime. That's the way that story goes. So we have two people who are decidedly trans who carried out these attacks. And yet on the right, there was this effort, not unlike what we saw in the in the articles I just showed you, to pin mass shootings on trans people. When the fact of the matter is that oftentimes these are white men who are Christian um, and who, if I'm trying to humanize them and be honest about it, have been lied to by this country. You know, their 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 privilege stops at, at the point where capitalism is benefiting a handful of folks. Um, and when they reach that sobering realization, they often turn their anger towards people who they feel have taken something from them. And oftentimes that's Mexican people. We saw that in El Paso. That's black people. We saw that in uh, I believe it was Charleston, where um, I don't even want to say his name, but he went in the church and shot all the black people who were yes. praying for him. We saw that in Buffalo upstate you know um and so forth and so on you understand what i'm saying and so these mass shootings are a problem obviously but the people who can fix it are benefiting from the finances and because they want to keep themselves in power and they need the finances to remain in power it's like a catch-22 so the folks we elect are not doing anything i do want to send a quick shout out though to the state of washington because I do believe that they've recently passed a ban on assault rifles. So it is possible at the state level, but it's only when you vote in local elections. Tune in to Civic Cypher this week, and I'll tell you more. All right. Mm. <laughs> Let's I just move want on. to say one, one oh, more yeah, please, please, about, go ahead. about finances. Do you believe um, his gun from the Kentucky shooting may even go up for auction, which yeah. would finance some uh, police programs in the state? Just thought throw that a, in. It's such an <laughs> awful, morbid thing. Like, I just, I never understood that. I saw those, those headlines and I just couldn't even, I, I couldn't even, you know, I, I try to protect my mental health and I do not want to become desensitized, certainly not to black, uh, death 
and violence against black bodies. Um, but I, I'm a human being with a beating heart and I feel empathy for people who are not black. Of course, of course I do. And so when I see things like that, I just cannot. This is just such a gruesome thing. Who, first off, who would buy a gun? I, I don't get it, man. I'm, I don't, I don't plan on taking any lives. Right. Um, and I do not need to be prepared for that as a result. Um, but a person that would buy that specific weapon, I, I just don't get it. But yeah, it just boggles my mind. So maybe I'm the worst person to ask about it because I couldn't even, I couldn't even read that. It just, it's, it sickens me, but let's move on. Um, the city of Nashville, as we all know around here, we've been championing this all week. Uh, made national headlines again this week as local black lawmakers were expelled from the legislature for speaking out on gun reform and then reinstated once their story went viral. Mike, this time, let's start with you. Um, let's unpack the layers to this story. And then Vanessa, of course, would like to follow up with you. Yeah, there really are a lot of layers. As you just mentioned, uh, there was a shooting mm -hmm. in Nashville at a school, a private school. Um. And there was so much outrage at that. And, and those victims were mostly white. There was one black man who was the first one killed reportedly, mm -hmm. but it mostly was white students um, who, who, who died. So there was a protest inside the Tennessee State House with three lawmakers, three Democrats, um, African-Americans, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. And there was a white female uh, lawmaker who joined in. They had a, um, a bullhorn in the chambers and that just caused all kinds of havoc. And they ended up, the two black men ended up being uh, expelled. They've since been reinstated, but you know, there's so many uh, racial implications with this. First of all, they did not expel the white woman, just the black men. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the, they're, they're both young guys. One has a huge Afro. Nice. You know, uh, I mean, it, I just got the sense and even one of them said it something about being considered an uppity Negro. You know, I just got the sense that they were tolerated being in duly, rep duly elected representatives. But when they had that demonstration inside the, the state house, they're like crossed the line. And so the Republicans have not only a majority, but a supermajority, and they very quickly got rid of them. Again, they've been reinstated, but it's, it's almost like, can't you keep your people in line? You know, like you, you, it's still the South, right? Mm -hmm. You know, modern times, but there's still that element of, um, you gotta, you, you don't cross this line. So they expelled them they were sent back and there will eventually be a special election uh, for them to um, keep those seats long-term. But it's, it, there are just so many things about that and them demonstrating was not because black people were killed. It was just general humanity. Yeah, just, gun you know, people, yeah. Gun victims, you know, they're just, they're, they're just trying to um, um, get the lawmakers to, to, to do some sort of um, legislation that would stop this from happening. And they're not having it. Yeah. Vanessa, um, why don't you uh, chime in here? I'd love to hear your thoughts too. Yeah. Uh, boy, the Republicans misread this one. Mm. Backfired Sorry. big time. Not only did Justin Jones and Justin Pearson get their seats back via being voted back in to fill the seats on the, in an interim basis uh, until a special election, 
But those two brothers have a bigger platform now than ever. Mm -hmm. um, they will be noticed uh, nationally. Um, what the Republicans did, which they probably thought no one would notice and no one would see um, by bullying and kicking them out the way they did, which was totally undemocratic. I mean, the people voted those those men and those men in the, the people voted them in. It's not up to um, mostly white Republicans. I think there is one man uh, of color. Uh, I believe he's an Indian of Indian descent, um, but the rest white. To, to kick to kick them out. It, it wasn't their call and it wasn't their place um, for them being out of place and out of order, you know, of the House rules. So, you know, you think back to remember how John Lewis was lying on the on the front and, and the U.S. Capitol lying on the ground. You think about those protests, people protest. Um, and the reason they had the bullhorn, they say, was because their mics were cut off. Mm -hmm. So, um it backfired. They're back and they're fired up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's uh, something kind of special about this story. The um, Tennessee representatives, the Republican representatives created an enemy for themselves where no such enemy existed before. Right. So when you say backfiring, it's very much backfiring. And now, as you mentioned, they set these guys up to run for state for Senate. If they want, not states in it, like the U.S. in it, you know, run for president. Why not? And the one thing I love about these, oh, real quick, one, the one thing I love about both of these um, Justins is that they uh, are incredibly powerful speakers and they came with all the receipts every single time they got the mic and they got an audience and a microphone, they got the receipts. And it, it just basically showed everyone how the Republican supermajority was indeed a racist body and the racism was on full display because it wasn't an issue of morals. It wasn't an issue of violating the rules. It wasn't an issue of ethics. It was purely an opportunity that they thought they had to expel the two black makers and the thinnest, the thinnest um, justification for it uh, came to light when uh when they were discussing why they did not uh unseat the white woman who was protesting alongside um the two justins and mm -hmm. what that was was that they said well she didn't speak into the bullhorn <laughs> and so yeah. that was it and i know they were looking for that when they found it they were like okay let's go and yeah, you know she, she got to keep her seat and made heroes out of these other two so yeah yeah great story yeah, by one vote. Um, but, you know, yeah. she got to keep her seat. But, you know, it's interesting. I just wanted to say, yeah, the Justins definitely are, are powerful speakers. But I wanted to say about the entire um, ploy. Um, ten, uh, they're not the only ones doing it. Apparently nationwide, where you have cities run by African-Americans. We know most of the major cities are run by African-Americans. But you have state legislatures with majority uh, Republicans or whites, um, they're taking over. They're they're um, using these different mechanisms to become in charge of these cities and disenfranchising so many people. Yeah. So what they did kind of didn't work here, not to say that they won't try it again, and it's certainly not to say it's not being tried nationwide. So we need oh. to really watch out for yeah, that. Yeah, listen, um, in North Carolina, 
is is wild out there right now. So um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, there's uh, again, check out Civic Cipher this weekend because we are talking about the importance of voting local and voting midterm elections. So uh, there's definitely a whole lot there. Um, but if I could leave our listeners with a little bit of advice, that would be it because. You know, Tennessee, as you mentioned, Vanessa, is not the only place where uh, Republicans have a degree of power that you may not know about and are influencing your immediate reality to a degree that uh, it feels invisible until it's too late or it seems invisible until it's too late. And so definitely time to be on top of that. Yeah, vote for everything from dog catcher on up. <laughs> and if I could just jump in with just one quick quick point about these guys i think they're going to be rising stars in the democratic party uh they stand out they're young brothers who know how to put the words together their oration skills remind me so much of the 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 civil rights movement the jesse jacksons the martin luther kings the the ones who could really make a point and say it in such a way i mean they can cut you down they can build you up with their words and i think those are powerful um superpowers Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> 
Like Information Network news anchors Vanessa Tyler and Mike Stevens are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is standing up strong against Republican Trump supporters and recently sued the House Judiciary Chairman to block him from interfering in his case against Trump. Vanessa, what's the latest on this story? And then Mike, uh, we'll follow up with you. Uh, well, well, the latest is, yeah, you're right. He, he filed suit. Everybody can see through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio <laughs> Congressman, you know, uh, Jim Jordan is coming to Manhattan uh, to talk about crime in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Mayor Adams, um, who, you know, is very outspoken and always on top of everything, said that he needs to look at the crime in Ohio. Why is he, co- is he coming here? Well, we know why he's coming here as a major Trump supporter. He's coming here to, um, uh, according to Bragg, intimidate him and quite honestly, to interfere in the case. Uh, so uh, Bragg, who has to watch his back, his death threats are hourly. Um, so it's just not going to work. Um, the case may not be the sexiest case, but he has the receipts, so to speak. Uh, signed checks, uh, all kinds of uh, manipulation of the records. Mm-hmm. So his, his his case is for what he's going for. Um, he seems to be able to back it up. And in fact, as we speak, Trump is back in New York facing another of uh, one of his uh, legal challenges, which the list is very long. Mm-hmm. Mike, let's hear from you. Yeah, I think um, like some of the other, like everything else, it seems there is there are racial implications with this. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like um, Jim Jordan is coming to put this black Democratic prosecutor in his place. But even more than that, perhaps he's posturing and he's fundraising. I mean, every time that they, um, from the president on down, are able to... Um, negate or bring these you know allegations you know the president called him called them racist uh (laughs) prosecutors i think every time they do that their base gives them money and that's an incentive for them to just keep on doing it doing it sure and remember that there is vanessa mentioned that um trump is meeting uh has uh, a meeting right now with the new york state black attorney general Letitia James and also Fonnie Willis in Atlanta uh, has a case that that may be one of the strongest against Donald Trump. And again, the president has the former president has called these prosecutions racist. I mean, and, and that's just a poor excuse for your behavior to simply say, you know, you're being prosecuted because for racial reasons, it's. <laughs> It's, you know, you, you, you did wrong, or if they find that he's done wrong, then that's, you know, what, what this is about. Sure. The racism is almost laughable. Uh, uh, that's why I'm laughing. It's, it's so funny. Really? It's ridiculous. And, you know, there, there's a, the, you know, the part of this that is, you know, I, I kind of see what uh, Alvin Bragg is, is trying to do here, because what you have is um, these, these folks are sort of the the party of you know um states rights right uh is trying to um utilize a federal body to interfere with the court proceedings of new york city you know what i mean 
So you're using a federal body to interfere with what's going on inside of a state. You know, what, what Donald Trump was, um, is being charged with is not federal. And so, um, with Alvin Bragg kind of suing to prevent the interference and he's, he has his receipts because I, I think there was some issue with Republicans, um, didn't like the fact that he was using, um, federal funds to investigate and, uh, um, what's the word, uh, indict Donald Trump. And I don't, um, and he had the, the receipts to suggest that that wasn't the case. Um, but they were, they were trying to move forward with it anyway. And so Alvin Bragg is suing to put an end to that farce. And so, um, I, I, there's going to be a lot more back and forth, but you know, I, I've seen this for the past, maybe let's call it six years where Republicans, uh, uh, certain Republicans, uh, let, let's call them Trump supporters, are willing to do anything legal, illegal, normal, abnormal, uh, based in a shared reality or entirely based in some delusion um, to get their way. And there's no capacity for embarrassment or shame. There's no capacity to understand how this affects anyone outside of your your world or folks who see the world the way that you do and it is it just boggles my mind but you know fortunately alan bragg is not the soft kind um he's taking action he's he, like you said he's got his receipts and he wants to have you know uh his day in court to you know um show the world exactly what donald trump was up to and what type of man that he is. And then after that, Donald Trump has to deal with the rest of his legal affairs, wherever they lie. But um, it'll be interesting to see it all play out. And I think that we talked about this recently. Donald Trump has to actually appear in court for every one of these um, hearings. So for the next year or so, however long this takes, he's going to be in New York quite a bit. So uh, Alvin Bragg has definitely got a fight in, ahead of him, but he seems poised to to handle it and to hold his own. So We'll see what happens. All right. Now, finally, some good news for the Windy City as Chicago has been chosen as the host city for the 2024 Democratic Convention. Mike, what does this decision mean for Chicago and its newly elected mayor? And do you think we're going to see some of those newly reinstated Nashville uh, Democrats at the 2024 convention? Oh, absolutely. I think they are, as I mentioned, rising stars in the Democratic Party mm -hmm. that have suddenly uh, emerged, and we are going to hear from them on a lot of levels. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, President Biden's decision on who would host uh, the convention. Uh, reportedly, New York was in the running and Atlanta, but um, he, he mentioned that Chicago was a good choice for him because, again, they have the newly elected black mayor because it's a it's a union town. And President Biden often talks about the strength of unions. And uh, so from from what I could understand, uh, that is a good reason uh, for why they chose uh, Chicago. Um, all right, Vanessa, let's hear from you. What do you think they're going to hold? I think it's terrific going to Chicago. Um, of course, going to New York would have been great too, because that's in, in my neighborhood, so to speak. 
But, um, you know, those conventions bring a lot of money and certainly a lot of attention. And so hopefully um, the resources that those something that huge could bring would also uh, be benefited in the community, uh, black community in the Chicago area. Mm. Well, I'm very excited about that. And, of course, excited to see the trajectory of the two Justins um, from Nashville. Um, and hopefully they will have a stage there, but hey, it's go time. So, so let's get to going. All right. I'd like to thank you both very much once again. And as always for your insight, uh, today's guests are Black Information Network news anchors, Vanessa Tyler and Mike Stevens. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media, and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cipher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccipher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.